0: Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are
1: your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. All right, grind listeners, welcome back to episode, I don't know what, 37, 38, something like that.
2: That was a couple Uh, ago. Yeah, probably so. so. Up near 40.
1: 72. 72. Um, You know, and we've already recorded 30 episodes in 2018. Not really. But uh, this is our third episode, I think, from 2018. So I'm Dave McClung, as always, and with me is the luscious uh chad grigsby well that's your opinion that was uh that was a little awkward wasn't it (laughs) maybe i should choose a different (laughs) attitude next time
2: (laughs) oh gosh
1: so anyway yeah that's i I feel creepy now uh (laughs) just imagine how i feel i I just got chills and uh how awkward and awful that was i did not get chills
2: (laughs) nausea is more
1: what i got yeah i just threw up in my mouth a little bit so uh hey folks this is what you pay for when you get you listen to the grind and uh this is free podcast content right here so uh now we're uh we're up here in uh the great northwest Of Arkansas.
2: Yeah, and we're in the same room for a podcast.
1: Yes, which is unusual
2: uh, that Chad and I are in the same room. Maybe that's why you thought the (laughs) word luscious was appropriate.
1: We're not alone, just so uh, (laughs) you guys don't uh, get freaked out there. And so uh, that would Uh, give the word luscious a whole different meaning. That would. We don't want to jump into. Oh, uh, man. No, and uh, we are in... Johnson, actually, yeah. uh, yeah. kind of just north of Fayetteville, south of Springdale, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. little community, and uh, we've been up uh, hanging out with some church planters today from Fort Smith to Fayetteville, now to Johnson, mm-hmm. and uh, just praying for some of our church planters, kind of hearing some of their stories and seeing what's going on, and so uh, we're closing out today with a conversation with Ryan Worley and Rodney Rambo from Rooted Church here in uh, Johnson, as well as Rodney is in Joplin, Missouri, as he is launched out. So welcome, guys, to the podcast.
3: Hey, thanks for having us. Glad to be here.
1: Glad you're here. And, you know, we're kind of recording this a little bit differently because Mm -hmm. somebody forgot the portable podcasting equipment. I won't say Who? (laughs) <laughs> uh, But his name starts with Dave. And uh, and so, yeah. uh, but uh, we have Jody, the sound guy, multifaceted technological genius helping us out with a board recording of this. And so yeah. we're hoping this will work yep. uh, just and, and be great. So we've been looking forward to talking to Ryan and Rodney for a good little bit now because their story is really unique mm-hmm. uh, in the way these two guys came together. And the way Rooted started and now has multiplied. And so, we so want you guys just to kind of talk about how you got connected, how Rooted came to be, and then how your relationship kind of morphed into two different churches coming together and then now launching back out, you know, mm-hmm. two different churches connected again. So, whoever wants to start on that one.
3: Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start. This is, this is Ryan. Um, you know, my wife and I moved to Northwest Arkansas in 2014 in the summer, um, moved from central Missouri uh, with a heart to plant a church in Northwest Arkansas. Um, and so we, you know, quickly started gathering a core team of people and, and gathered for a few months, um, came to a situation where we started to outgrow our living room where we were meeting. And uh, one of the prayers of our body was, you know, Lord, would you give us a space? We needed a place to be you know, outside of you know, our living room and our kids' bedrooms because we had kids <laughs> just kind of coming out of our ears. Yeah. And uh, we really needed something, a resource. And so uh, what we didn't realize at the time is that God had kind of already orchestrated this big plan of how he's going to meet that need. And so, um, so the Rooted you know, w- was uh, blessed enough and, uh, to receive a, an invitation from another local church, um, from Johnson Baptist Fellowship, from a, from a man that actually knew kind of from a distance um, but I would soon become uh, super close friends with. Um, so Rodney actually reached out and said, hey, yeah, you know, he was pastoring a church, Johnson Fellowship, and said, "Hey, I got some space. Um, if it'd be a blessing to your body, we'd love to extend that to you." And so, um, so we did. We took took him up on the offer and started meeting at um, his church building on Sunday nights. And uh, it was just an incredible blessing to our body. Um, and what we thought might be a temporary thing, we thought, "Yeah, this might be a, a few months, five months before we move on to something else." Um, God totally had a different plan. Yeah, and it was the beginning of this new season of partnership, relationship, um, where God was going to do something that, um, at the time, Rodney and I just couldn't have imagined or even planned, um, and so, you know, maybe I'll kick it over to Rodney from there, maybe to, to tell the next chapter of the story, but um, that, w- that was it. I mean, Rooted literally put down their roots, um, and as they took a next step, um, God had supplied, you know, resources and help for that next step uh, via partnership and friendship with our, um, with Rodney and with Johnson Baptist, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you, man. You can kind of take us from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, so I was the pastor of Johnson Fellowship, and uh, Johnson Fellowship was a uh, a body who existed for uh, the better part of a century in one form or another, and uh, man, just a group of, uh, you know, had whittled down to probably just about 15 folks, but a bunch of folks that loved Jesus, man, and so we... Uh, yeah, it was an honor to, to pastor them and just to spend some time. Uh, we, we committed to basically about nine months of just kind of stopping all the events we were doing, everything that, uh, you know, all the, all the softballs we were, we, you know, had been lobbing up there and just to sit and, and stop and pray together as a, a family about what uh, God would do and, and pray that he would do something better than what we could come up with. So, uh, yeah. And he, he orchestrated through that, just connecting us with this, uh, this group of families that were meeting in a living room, man. And yeah, that, uh, that, that led to, uh, it only took about eight months of sharing a space for our folks to just kind of naturally see that, uh, that that death for us would, wouldn't be death at all, you know, which mm. is the truth of the gospel, you yeah, know, yeah. that uh, that out of death, you know, life would come. And, and uh, man, it's, yeah, it's been good, dude.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting how, I think we've heard this story a couple times, mm-hmm. but there's there are churches that are kind of asking questions about what to do next, mm-hmm. praying prayers about what God would have them do and what they would love to see God do among them, mm-hmm. and then to see God answer that prayer in a way that maybe they hadn't thought, but in a very real way. Sure, and yeah. yeah. so, I, I can't. It's so neat to think about you guys praying the prayers you did as, yeah. as Johnson Fellowship, but then God maybe answering it through through rooted. Yeah, uh, I think about. You know what's going on with Summit yeah. in Saline County and Conway and Conway. How I yeah. think I think Salem Baptist was praying. We want to reach young families. We want to reach the next generation. Well, they did it by giving their building to mm-hmm. Summit Saline yeah. County, yeah. not by and and by them beca- joining. and joining them. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how you know we yeah. kind of pray prayers, but to see God answer that in kind of unique ways, and that seems kind of like what happened with with you guys. But
0: yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I even when we started using the space together, I don't think. You know, I think for for Ryan and, and, and those guys, it was kind of a, this is a, you know, a, a temporary space that we can use and save up some money. And on our end, I just kind of felt like, you know, I know Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Frost, I think it's one of his books, talks about how, you know, just kind of throwing people into mission can a lot of times be that defibrillator for a dying church. So, from mm-hmm. my perspective, there was this Johnson Fellowship wasn't going to be planting any churches anytime soon. But yeah. you know, we could we could host a church yeah, plant. Right. You know, yeah. so yeah. I don't think any, any, either of us really fully thought it would it would turn into what God was was doing. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here thinking you guys kind
1: of raised an interesting point because we we do have a lot of conversations. I've got two conversations going on right now with churches who you are. Asking those kind of death throes questions. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do next? And it's it's really, there's a lot of grieving that comes with that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Because there, and here's the reality. I mean, every church has a life cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, none of the New Testament churches are around anymore. I mean, every church has a life cycle. But there is a, uh, there's a sense of failure and, uh, you know, heartbreak that comes with kind of closing something down. And that doesn't have to be that way. No. And, and one of the ways, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you guys seem to have addressed that, is giving space for a new church plant to come in and meet. And as you guys build relationships with them and begin to worship together some, all of a sudden it's its not that one is dying, but that two are becoming one and bringing new life that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so I guess in a sense, that's kind of an answer to the grieving process. Sure. Mm -hmm. is for some of these churches if if they're really struggling with that bring a church plan in give them space to meet join in with what they're doing and then it may surprise you you Mm -hmm. know what god does yeah
0: i i'll I'll never forget it was after after one of the first times rooted met here in the evening i remember you know one morning there was like uh some like goldfish crackers, kind of like crumbled up into the carpet, and my uh, somebody noticed it, and I kind of thought like, oh no, man, they're gonna, they're gonna be concerned. But it was the total opposite. Like people were excited that there was evidence. Like, oh my goodness, children have been yeah, in our building. Yeah, like yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so man, it's just yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And I think one of the coolest things about the season that, that Johnson Fellowship went through was the was the asking really hard questions, um, praying really hard prayers. Yeah. And then having the courage and the trust and reliance on the Lord to obey when God gave him a direction.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and and that's, it was it's just really it was an awesome process. And I think what made, you know, really set the stage for a successful transition and, you know, kind of a, a launch of this new work together was the fact that there had been a process where hearts, the hearts of the people had really been prepared of, we're going to follow what the Lord says, even if it's not what we would prefer or right. what we would expect right now. Yeah. Um, and so then at the end, you know, as, you know, this transition's happening where they're saying, we want to give this space to you, you know, we want to come, you can be a part of you. That's something that they had decided yeah. for themselves. Like yeah. they had chosen to say, I'm going to follow what God has set before us to do. And so I think for a lot of churches that have questions like that, it's ask the really big questions and then be prepared to follow the Lord into some uncharted territory, yeah. um, and to do some hard things because it could result not only in your blessing as a body, but you could you know, incredibly bless another body um, mm-hmm. in ways that actually results in more kingdom effectiveness you know, as with the result, result of that, that gift of your space or a gift of your body to someone else then your body even continuing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's right. kind of what, what gets you growth faster, addition or multiplication. You know? yeah. So there's like a yeah. multiplying effect when that one body Kind of invest themselves into the life of another. So that's what we've experienced. No, and it's been sure. a great thing to see. Yeah,
2: no, and, so, and and that were you gonna say something? Oh no,
3: no, you're I was just gonna say, you yeah. know, that that
0: grief part of it, man, yeah. that's real, and you can't yeah. you can't ignore that. Like that's a real thing. I mean, sure. we we were pretty upfront from the beginning that, like, you know, just because we all. It, it, just because this is where the spirit's leading, we also then have to ask personally. You know, how does that apply to each of us individually? Mm-hmm. And you know, about ninety percent of our body came alongside and, and became part of rooted through the transition. But there was about ten percent that agreed this is what needed to happen, but, but couldn't do it. And, yeah. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just you gotta yeah, that's be real. It's okay too. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah. You got to yeah. be yeah. upfront yeah.
3: with
0: that. So yeah,
2: that yeah. grief part's real. Yeah. yeah, it is. I was gonna say, I, I appreciate the heart of John of Johnson Fellowship because. You know, you guys were asking, you, like you said, we, we weren't going to plant a church anytime soon, but we knew that we could invite a church plant mm-hmm. into our space. Yeah. And when we, when we talk, you know, I think churches have this mindset that we could never be involved in church planting. Right. We don't have the funds for that. We don't have sure. – and it's almost like what we focus on is what we can't do instead of focusing on what we can do. Yeah. And, and I appreciate the, the spirit of Johnson to say, look, we can't do a bunch of stuff, but this is what we can do. We can invite them in. It's Mm -hmm. almost like the, you know, Jesus multiplying the kids dinner or lunch. Yeah. You know, it wasn't what he didn't have that was, sure. it was what he had that he gave Jesus that Jesus could multiply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, we need more churches with that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, look, we, you know, we couldn't give money to a church plant, but we could bring them in and we could put them on our platform and pray for them and put our people, mm-hmm. you know, put them in front of our people. And, yep. and we could invite them into our space or we could partner with them in mission or, or whatever, whatever you have. So think about what no. your church has All right. and just think about how leveraging that for not only just church plant, but the kingdom, you know.
0: Yeah, no, man, I, I I met with a pastor just last night, 81 years old, and, and their church, you know, about 35 people, um, but he, he's he been there, you know, 40 years. But wow. in the course of that 40 years, there's been three different Hispanic churches that got started from sharing their building, and yeah. um, just stories like that, man. I mean, just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everybody's got something to, to give to that.
1: And, and Man, that, you know, the three churches started by sharing their building. I mean, yeah. that's incredible kingdom impact, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, right there. And it's such a simple thing right. to do. You know, one of the things that we've watched, you know, I've been doing church planning at the convention now. March will be nine years. Uh, um, and, you know, one of the things we see over and over and over and over is that when a, an established church jumps in and partners with a church plant, there is just as much renewed energy and sense of urgency and excitement for the established church as there is the church plant. Yeah. And and while so many people want to hold so tightly to everything they have in fear of losing some of that to a church plant, if, if we'll realize all of this is God's stuff anyway, mm-hmm. and if we'll hold loosely to it, then God will bless us right along with the church plan, no. and, and we've seen it over and over and over. And that's such a hard sale sometimes. But you yeah. guys live that, mm-hmm. yeah. Allowing rooted to come in, and you're not giving a bunch of money, you're not doing you know a bunch of stuff, but you're sharing space, you're doing some life together, and all of a sudden God energizes both. Yeah. Right. And, and
0: it, no, and that, I mean that that set the tone for all that we'd be asked yeah. to do you mm-hmm. know if going
3: forward it kind of set the culture of who we were as a church
0: you mm-hmm. know from the beginning i yeah. think
3: yeah and it made it you know as we went down the line and talked about doing things like we do shalom sunday which is kind of a different gathering style we do on the last sunday of the month you know as we introduced like hey you know last sunday of the month we might be serving lunch to homeless shelter or gathering you know folks from a trailer park across the street to come um, enjoy breakfast with us in the park on a sunday morning you know, as we're as we're introducing things that might be a little bit outside the norm to our people um they're kind of used to outside yeah. the norm, yeah. you know, um, yeah. and as we say, hey we're going to you know send somebody to Joplin to start a missional community with hopes that God would you know begin a new work there and a church would be born, um, people are kind of like oh this is this is just kind of what we do um, and so I think it just it kind of speaks to establishing a culture in your church where um, church planting is just something you care about. Like, mm. it's just part of the DNA of your church. And yeah. so some people, I mean, like us, it's just because of our, the way we were, you know, really brought together and our roots are just, that's just kind of who we are. And, it's just, and so yeah. it's made it very natural to, yes, we have a rooted church in, in Joplin and um, church planting just becomes normal. And so I think yeah. for, for some churches that um, if, if they've been going for a while, it might be time to find ways to start infusing some of that church planting DNA into who they are, if, yeah. if, if they don't already have it. And like we said, I mean, it doesn't take a lot um, to support a church plant, you know, because yeah. a little bit goes a long way when yeah. you have a church plant, yeah. And yeah. whether it's space, um, whether it's finding a way to minister to that, that planter and his wife and their family. I mean, there's a lot of very simple, but yet very impactful things um, that, you know, I would say at the end, it's really about partnership. And like when you find a way to partner with planting, I mean, it's uh, like, you know, like we've said, I mean, yes, it, it benefits the, the planter and, and that church plant. But then it turns right around and, and establishes a new tone within your body and yeah. says, this is something we care about. Sure. Yeah. And now, like, when we're giving as a church, like, that giving isn't just to, you know, fuel what happens in this building or in, within this congregation. It's overflowing to support the kingdom. And yeah. so I think it encourages people to be more giving financially and be willing to give more time to serve. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a catalyst for growth on a lot of fronts.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Ryan, you moved from Missouri. You come here, plant this church. Johnson Fellowship is inviting rooted in. You guys kind of join together, become one church, mm-hmm. but that's that's not. If it, if not, you know, if that wasn't something pretty incredible, now uh, just two years into when you really started meeting publicly as rooted church, you guys have already started another church right yeah. which you know and you know sounds kind of crazy when you put it that way <laughs> 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 yeah. well or what are you yeah. guys thinking? well i mean hold up wait a minute yeah and and i mean you know it's not like rooted is you know sleeping this, on piles of cash right <laughs> <laughs> no uh but, but you know you kind of you came from Joplin I to did, he, yeah. to to Northwest Arkansas so kind of talk about why you guys decided to 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 multiply. Sure. And then talk about kind of, you know, your whole story, Rodney, about why Joplin and that. Just kind of talk yeah. about sure. that part of y'all's, y'all's story. Yeah. Sure. I mean,
3: I'll, I'll say just a quick bit, and then I'll, I'll kick it over to Rodney, that with Rooted, you know, we are, we're we're duly aligned with the Arkansas Baptist State Convention and Acts 29, and so embedded in both of those organizations is church planting. I mean, it's just kind of how you do mission is by planting churches. And so, um, you know, we talked about from the very beginning, we want to be a church planting church. Yeah. And ideally that comes sooner rather than later. And uh, you know, of course, as Roddy and I had shared many times, uh, there's kind of a, a, a law of inertia that the longer you wait to do that, mm. the harder it is to yeah. do. It. And yeah. so sometimes it's tempting to say, well, once we're 10 years in, yeah. it'll be easier. Uh, but then it's kind of like, once the ball's kind of rolling that direction away from it, it's kind of hard to stop it and then move it back. And, and so we never have enough resources. Right, so you, you never have well enough people, you never have enough time, you <laughs> yeah. never have enough capacity, you never have enough. Yeah. Um, and so we prayed that it would happen soon. Um, and so that was something that was always on our yeah, heart. Right. And then, uh, but kind of like has been very common in our story, you know, God just kind of interrupts what is the normal, like, church planning textbook thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, with kind of his own formula of, Hey, here's what I want you to do. Sure. Um, and his timing. And so that's that's what happened with our journey to to plant, um, up in Joplin.
0: Yeah. No, it's just uh I mean it sounds cliche, but I feel like our call's just continu I mean the answer to all these things has been just continuing to, to listen to the spirit, like the spirit has yet to tell us that uh you know, it feels real confident about full-time salaries or large masses of people. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping that's on the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But that hasn't been clear, but there there been other things you know that that have been clear that weren't things we planned, and yeah, Joplin was one of those. Uh, I, I came from Joplin, uh, spent a lot of a lot of time in Joplin as a kid, and then as an adult did tornado recovery, you know, in Joplin for for several years. and a church planning internship there, and. Uh, yeah, the whole time that everything was happening here in Rooted, here with Rooted, um, you know, God, there was a there were a group of people in Joplin, um a lot of folks that uh, you know, were kind of desiring to see something similar happen. A lot of those folks even came and visited, um, you know, and, and really paid attention to what we were doing. And uh man, God was just really uh stirring in us. I, I wrestled with that quite a bit and was uh, honest with Ryan about that for for a while, and I, oh, it just really wouldn't go away, and it was, it was December 25th, 2016, that God kind of, that evening, you know, made it really clear, my wife, I kind of broke down, and we knew Merry we to that. We're Merry up Christmas, we're up uprooting our yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so so it, yeah and Christmas. then I, got, then I got to, yeah, <laughs> Ryan, you know, Ryan and I had just, yeah, we, we had to process that kind of within a couple of weeks after that, and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely a scary thing, but it, it's been really clear all along that that, uh, that, that was you know, just God calling us to faithfulness. And uh, we started a missional community in Joplin in May. My wife and I uh, just commuted down on Fridays, basically just to con- commuted up. That yeah. would be the geographic yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, can't we go no, can't go down to Joplin. No, you uh, can't go down to Joplin. No. So, yeah, we commuted up to Joplin uh, just to meet with a group of folks and, uh, you know, really just went into that saying, you know, praying that, that God would make clear if, if this is what he wanted to do. And over the course of the summer, you know, God gathered uh, this amazing group of about 28 folks, a humble, humble group of amazing uh, folks that love Jesus and, you uh, yeah, we moved, and it's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And the people
1: that were initially showing interest in what Rudy was doing, were they already connected with you, or were yeah. they connected with Ryan? or
0: No, they were, they were folks that, that, that I knew. That you knew? knew. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. Is
1: Joplin home for you then? Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, Joplin is home. I'm a yeah. Southwest Missouri guy. I, uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so that makes sense, too, to go and plant where you have established yeah, relationships <laughs> and connections mm-hmm. already and circles of influence where God can expand and, mm-hmm. and build upon, and so that was a natural expansion. Yeah, yeah. and, and you didn't
2: know. say. I mean, the church where you were, you guys kind of became tornado kind of cleanup central, didn't you? I yeah. Mean, didn't you guys kind of. No, yeah, yeah, f- the...
0: yeah, for sure. That was definitely a, a big part of uh, of our life for yeah. uh, several years there. We definitely have a, a real close uh, connection and, and and heart for. The city of Joplin, for sure, and um, yeah, man, we, we went into that. With, you know, we wrestled there for um, a, you know a period of time, a big chunk of that year, as to what does church planning look like as a church our age? Are we just gonna send off a group to start something new, or is that part of us? And uh, man, God just really kind of uniquely gave us at the same you know same time over the course of a few months this vision for what would it look like to be an extended family, yeah. you know, and so that was kind of the birth of we're gonna be rooted church in Joplin.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: which so so yeah. From so Ryan, Ryan, you you're here. You're in a living room. You get invited to this space. Two churches come together. Things are great. Your <laughs> best leader decides to leave you. Yeah, I don't know if he's your best leader, he's <laughs> a leader. When you're a church plant, a leader. <laughs> he's a leader. our best bearded leader. Uh, yeah. yeah, great beard, strong beard. I mean, yeah. you you guys really after you guys came together in one church, you and Rodney really did a lot of tag teaming of yeah, pastoral absolutely. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yep. And so now he's, hey, you know, you're two years in, and this has been great, but God's stirring in me. And how is that from a sending church or sending pastor? Yeah. How do you deal with the mixed emotions of, I mean, a family you love, number one. Absolutely. A leader yep. who you value. Your church is still young and still trying to, you know, walk, uh, you know. Talk talk just about your perspective.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, this last Sunday, I was preaching a sermon about, um, you know, really asking our people, you know, is your faith too comfortable? Um, And I shared an example that, you know, the day that Rodney left. So his last Sunday here, him and Sean and and the kids pulling away was simultaneously one of the happiest and, like, most, like, exciting days of my life. But also one of the saddest, most uncomfortable days of my life, because I was so thrilled to see what God was doing, and like I knew, like the Lord's heart for Rodney, I knew Rodney's heart for Joplin, and it was so exciting to see what God had done, in really um, amazing ways that God opened doors. Like, you know, needs were brought forward. God said, "I got it." You know, no worries. And so it was cool to see all that happen. Um, but it was also really hard to lose not just a leader, but a friend and a mm-hmm. guy that I um, loved. Just getting to minister side by side. And so I think that as a sending church, um, you just have to be ready that that multiplication is hard and it's costly and it's not comfortable. It's inconvenient in a lot of ways too. But I mean, that's what obedience often looks like in our life. Um, It's gonna cost you something, Hmm. um, but it is absolutely worth it. Um, And so I think that that's that's what we've experienced. Um, Just like when you multiply missional community, it's hard to see like your friends that you used to see every week now going to a different missional community it's right. hard and it's uncomfortable, but that's it's in that little that that tension of the, the 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 discomfort that comes sometimes from really being obedient and hard stuff but then like that's paired with just joy because you know that God is doing something far beyond mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's been my experience um, and it's just been really neat uh, for our people um, to see their interest and excitement and even they're just they're um, they're proud of what we're doing in Joplin they feel ownership of what we're doing in Joplin so to them it's something that they take very seriously and personally they care a lot about our people up there so um, it's been a it's been a not an easy experience i every step of the way but in some ways that's good because it, it should be it should be hard to send people because we love them so much.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be like glad those people are. Good. Yeah, yeah, it should be hard because we love these people. Hey, Robbie, you know, you play a church in Joplin. Now? Yeah, yeah, it's it, like it a straight away. We're <laughs> sending, we're
3: sending so, you whether you're that's going right. or not. So, yeah, not you can't come back you. here. Go yeah, home, I, I was losing one of the best beards, <laughs> <home>. one of <laughs> the best, best, you know, beer. fantasy football captains, one of the best <laughs> softball yeah. players, one of the best
2: basketball. I mean, I was losing like an all around yeah. Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. Didn't you win two fantasy football leagues this uh, year? Uh, it's
0: maybe? kind of a sore subject around here. I, I actually beat Ryan. He did. To oh, win the championship the, the game. The championships. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The
3: mighty Ducks went down in yeah. down yeah. a, a ball of flames. Oh, man.
1: See, if you'd have called yourself heavyweights. You probably would have won. That's what I'm talking about, Dave. Next yeah. year, that could be it. That could be it. Changing the team name. We can't be bringing hey, up that. While you were talking, movie. one last question here, and we'll kind of wrap up and jump into rapid fire. But uh, how – because we've you know, we got uh, – and I know up here – we Chad and I were talking about this earlier. Up here in Northwest Arkansas, I think all of his church planting guys, with exception of maybe one, are Bivo guys, mm-hmm. uh, engaging or, – or as buddy Brad Briscoe says, Covoke. Uh, which I like that terminology better, co-vocational. And, uh, and so how much does uh, being co-vocational help with releasing people and resources knowing that your income is not dependent you mm-hmm. know, solely on the church? Mm-hmm. Uh, does that free up a little bit? Does it make it any less uh, nerve-wracking and tenuous, or is it yeah. still hard?
3: Yeah, it, it's still definitely hard, but the thing that's— of natural and being bivocational. It's the same in our for NWA campus and also for our Joplin campus because we're both bivocational, it means we have to by default lean on a lot of different leaders to yeah. help do what we do. And so it's hard to lose a leader, but um right right now in both our bodies, like our responsibilities are very diversified. Um we have a you know uh since we're not full-time a lot of what would be done by a full-time person is has been delegated and is yeah. Kind of farmed out to multiple different people, and so it kind of helps, honestly, um, break up, uh, you know, all of the duties being wrapped up in one person. That if you lost that one person, you yeah. feel like this massive void, um, because it, ev- everything's kind of spread around a little bit. Um, yeah, it's healthy. I, it is. It is yeah, healthy. It helps yeah. a lot, and, yeah. uh, and I think when you're bivocational, you just have to, you have to adjust your expectations. I think for a lot sure. of things, and um, doesn't mean it's it's easy by any stretch, but um you have to have different expectations for you and your body has to have different expectations because your time's limited so yeah. um yeah, yeah for we, sure
2: we talk about planting with a team all the time, all yeah. the time. and in, in bivo it's not a perk it's
1: it's a necessity, it's a necessity.
2: yeah, yeah. Or, or you're on your way to burnout or right. or yeah. something um cut one maybe one more question we always ask kind of one piece of advice yeah. you'd yeah. give but maybe we'll do a little twist on that if you're okay with it but What is kind of one piece of advice you would give to a Bivo planter about just balancing life, church, family? Yeah. Do you have just one thing you could say? I know there's a lot you could probably say to give advice. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to speak to the Bivo guys out there, which there's plenty. Quite a few. More and more. Um, What would would be your just advice about living this Bivo ministry, Covo ministry life?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, man. That's not a piece <laughs> of advice, yeah know, so my advice is, big. yeah, man, yeah, take no. naps, I don't know what yeah, time. take naps for
0: sure, no, here. I think just uh you know, I think for me, it's been um really uh you know I think it's w- looking at it in terms of sanctification, like just being uh, reminded like i'm I'm not a big deal, and uh. I need to <laughs> embrace that on a daily yeah. basis, like yeah. I'm. Uh yeah, and 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 that's a I think a lot of church planners like and 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 you know uh, I'm, I'm no exception to that need to to be reminded of that. And when you're when you're co vocational, like you uh, if you can't embrace that, oh. you will die. <laughs> so, <laughs> you will no. die. I mean, rooted rooted church in Joplin like exists on a week to week basis because we have you know amazing leaders. We've got you know Alex Gandy, Dustin Dixon, guys down there that are just. Uh, Man are just rock stars, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I have to fully depend on them in the areas that, yeah. that they lead. Like it's not a, I'm I'm not micromanaging anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to to get a good sermon yeah. written to try yeah. to care for, yeah. for for people, you know. And like yeah. when well, you're co vocational, to to write a sermon and and spend a little time with some folks. Like some mm-hmm. weeks, man, like that's that's a stretching. Well, itself. and you
2: were in school till December. Sure, yeah. and yeah. a dad. Of- yeah. You know three kids, and you guys went from one kid to three kids kind of yeah. overnight uh with adoption and sure, stuff, so a yeah. lot well, well, on your plate yeah. Yeah. uh I'll be honest with you though, with a guy the name like Rambo, you're kind of a big deal no no
0: that's that's a facade man <laughs> that's <laughs> that's well, not I don't know if you remember
2: this, but the <laughs> fir-
1: exterior gushy center.
0: yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> the first time we ever met, I think I brought up the Rambo thing, because yeah. I was gonna be like yeah, you did well. And dude, <laughs> it was like I didn't think we would be friends after that. Like, I spent the I spent no. the whole lunch going, "Oh, he gets that all the time. No, he hates man. me. <laughs> he doesn't want to no. be my friend." <laughs> and so As I he really He out his big booing <laughs> knife, sits oh. it on the so table. I really feel we like go. we've re- like we've, we've rebounded from my my insult oh, of yeah, you. Man. So I I, 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 I never brought that Chad, up, but I just want to are. apologize to you publicly. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we're cool now. Yeah. Now I'm glad. I'm
3: glad I can finally uh, let go of that. Man, you know what I would say a to Bible guys? I mean, couple, quick, back, things. Right. couple quick things. Bring it back, Bring it. Couple quick things come to mind. For one, don't be afraid to go slow. Like, yeah. don't. I mean, I, I think we both struggle with this, you know. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with going slow. Number two, um, don't don't be bitter about your, your calling where you're at right then and there. Don't yeah. always wish away the season of being bivocational because it may not be a season. Right. Um, wow. don't, yeah. don't see it as a something you just want to get out of it as soon as possible. Don't view it as a burden, but view it as an opportunity, as a blessing, um, as a way that uh, you can love your family, you can provide for your, your church, you can also be invested in the city. I mean, yeah. it's not something yeah. you just do to lead your church. You do it to be a blessing to your city. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. Yeah. View it as that and the last thing I'd say to bible guys is don't view yourselves less than a full time guy amen yeah. you're not less than you're not inferior there's nothing that they that's have that good. you don't um it, it, you're a minister of the gospel um just because you work part time to help support that doesn't mean you're you right. should feel like you're not like there's something you're missing as a yeah. pastor because you're not um yeah. so that's what I'd say that i mean it's it's a very it, it can be hard and challenging calling, but I do think it's a uh it's a good calling. And one, honestly, I think that if we're going to see churches planted at the pace we need to see churches planted, um, it's going to have to be done bivocationally. If someone says, what's one of the keys to be able to plant quick and early, uh, to plant quick and early is that you send out somebody that's bivocational. Right. If we were trying to say we're going to support Ronnie full-time, uh, we, 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 we don't even have a full-time pastor sure, ourselves. Well, sure. It would have been really tough to do. Um, but us mm-hmm. being bivocational and sending a bivocational um, guy uh, made it within reach all of a yeah. sudden. And so I think when we consider that as a, not just like, a, okay, this is a subpar model for planting, but we say, no, this is actually a, an incredible strategic way to plant. Yep. I think we churches could be planting a lot more yeah. uh, rapidly um, when they see that that's not a, like a downgrade, but that's actually a very strategic yep. way to engage cities. So. Awesome. Yeah,
1: that's I, I I'm 100% agree. Yep.
0: yep. Okay. I, I and, and just to... Man, just I know we're getting ready to move to the next segment. I don't want to set your record for longest uh, podcast. Oh, you're not even not close. Possibly. Okay, cool. <laughs> not <laughs> even close. I think uh, just a couple of things it, for for maybe that Bivo guy that's that's working with a church that's considering revitalization. Um, yeah. I just want to like don't neglect the significance of of being a multi generational church. Um, I think like a lot of times that guy. Uh, you know, a lot of our, our revitalization situations, our churches with, you know, godly um, older saints and, and we can, um, you know, we as humans, we always want what we don't have. But, you know, part of the beauty of uh, of of what became Rooted Church of Johnson and this and, and Rooted coming together was that from day one, we got to be multi-generational and that's just been um man that's been humbling and an amazing experience and so um man just uh, just remembering that and then for for the saints you know who might be listening to this who are wrestling with questions about their own church like even though death itself could even though you could could prolong that for a long time like there's just something amazingly redemptive about getting to getting to choose what your your legacy will be and getting mm-hmm. to take part in thinking of that well you know Johnson Baptist fellowship could have existed in terms of people still getting together in a building for you know another 5 or 10 years if they just wanted to exist right. but while they still had some some life you know in them they were able to to make decisions about things that will mm-hmm. now last long beyond that that'll mm-hmm. outlive them you know yeah, which mm-hmm. is uh yeah, which is just man. It's just well, and amazing. if they'd have
2: continued meeting for five or ten years, like you said, they don't get to choose their legacy. Oh no, yeah, maybe. Dude. maybe. No, and, I. And at this point, they got to choose that, yeah, which man. is a cool, cool. Well, thing. I, I,
1: the summit Conway, Kyle Reno, tells this story all the time when they started. They took, they merged with, or started using space at Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, and then they began to merge. And he had this sweet elderly lady that came up to him one one Sunday morning. Of course, they when they came in cornerstone moved their worship time to the fellowship hall and gave the sanctuary to summit because they started with you know 200 people or by the time they got to cornerstone they had about 200 people there are kids everywhere Mm -hmm. a lot of young families so this elderly lady came in uh one sunday morning greeted her sweet lady and just tears in her eyes and she said we have prayed for years that god would send kids back to our church Mm -hmm. and she said what we didn't know is that he would use summit church to do that that. and and she said she said i've never been more excited about Mm -hmm. the future and and she's a part of summit now they merged together yep and their pastor is now uh summits pastoral care guy great guy uh just so many stories no, like yeah, that yeah.
0: We've, uh, that we've heard yeah, yeah. We, and here's another no yep. i got i got it, i i got it. We, oh, we we would we would have failed at this podcast if we hadn't mentioned bill helmer who was one <laughs> of the uh kind of the guy that held helped held johnson fellowship together for a long time and he he told me many times his johnson fellowship that he had he had this dream he had this vision that you know, one day he he would be standing in the back of the sanctuary and he wouldn't recognize, you know, yeah. half the folks that were in there. Wow. And it was our first Easter together. <laughs> oh, hopefully I can hold it together. Uh, it's our first <laughs> Easter together, and I'm standing at the back of the sanctuary and, and big old Bill man comes and puts his arm around me and catches me totally off guard. And he says, hey, you remember that dream I was talking about? This this is that vision. This wow. is it, you know. And, awesome. uh, yeah,
1: it's just, man.
0: That's great, man. Yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are you know those stories here, here's the interesting thing about that uh the johnson fellowship is dying but in the midst of that death his dreams are coming true yeah yeah you know so and and as believers death is never the end right, mm-hmm. right. Ever. ever uh not physically not fellowship wise church wise it never has to be the end mm-hmm. and there's God is a, a creative God, a life-giving God, and there's always life mm-hmm. after death mm-hmm. yeah. in, in every part of the biblical story. And, uh, and so, so in those last days of the church, that does not have to be the end. Right, right. Um, and one of the reasons we wanted to interview you guys, because you're another great story like mm-hmm. that, and, uh, and, and God's doing something, stirring something in some of these churches. Um, we're having more and more conversations with churches, kind of coming near the end of a cycle, and trying to figure out what to do to leave a legacy so that something continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and so we just you know hope this will encourage more and more people to think that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And,
1: uh, yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So
2: rapid fire. Yep,
1: rapid fire. We're in every session with a rapid fire, not Andy Swartz slow walk. So <laughs> uh, love you, Andy. <laughs> but uh, all right, so six questions here, and we'll we'll start with Ryan, and y'all both answer the same question, and then we'll move on to the next one from there. All right, the game, you ready? All right, this is the intense okay. part of the it's podcast. A contest, so <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Put your game face on. Oh, That's okay. right. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, the, we will pick a winner. At all the right. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, so Hopefully see who the has the ducks dumbest can, uh, answer. Favorite <laughs> a little bit. come back. Top chance. one or two books that have had the most impact on you.
3: Are you going first or am I? You're I'm Ryan goes first, right? I already got. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan. Okay. You're two points um, down. I would say uh, Andrew Murray Humility. Oh wow. Hmm. Um and then uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit uh by Bruce Ware. Hmm. Um Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I would say the
3: Bible, right? <laughs> 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 no, I'm just
0: kidding. Uh no, I'd go uh man Probably, mm-hmm. still probably the ragamuffin gospel mm-hmm. is, is up there for me. And then, man, I'll go kind of new. I, I've, I've just been walking with our guys through the Imperfect Disciple yeah. uh, with by Jared Wilson, and, man, that's been good for us to walk through together.
3: Yeah. 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 And a quick plug, uh, if you're a pastor out there, read uh, Imperfect Pastor by Zach Eswine. That's another really good one. Mm. The what now? Imperfect Pastor by Zach Eswine. Okay. Yeah. Wish I'd have read that before I planted. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's a good. good one now anyways,
2: too. All right. What about your favorite, or not your favorite, but your 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 biggest strength in ministry and your biggest weakness in ministry?
1: Since you have so many, what's your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite strength? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite weakness. Uh, are... Biggest strength. Biggest weakness. Yeah.
3: Mm. Okay. Um. Man. Uh. Yeah. I, w- I would say. Uh. You know. I would say probably. Strength and weakness probably tied up. And the same, maybe different sides of the mm-hmm. same coin. So strength that's common. Uh, yeah. would be, um, man, I, I'm a dreamer, big picture thinker. Uh, so that's something I'd love to do, um, to think about what could be um, and uh, and just kind of come up with the plans and strategy and whatever to get there. Um, but some, one of the weaknesses can be is that, uh, you know, sometimes the dreams are, <laughs> are just too big for the moment, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you sense. you put too much expectation or too many the timeline is too short for whatever you want to try and accomplish, whatever you're trying to accomplish. So I, I do that to myself frequently where, you know, that strength kind of comes out, but then, like, that weakness of, like, wait a second, there's no way we can accomplish this right now. Um So yeah. I, I find myself doing that a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's amazing how common the strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. are the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 tied together.
3: They, they come together. Sure,
0: yeah. No, mine are probably attached a little bit, too. I used to think that – uh you know, to be a church planner meant you really needed to be this like great entrepreneur type guy, yeah. and um, I, I am not that. Like I'm, I'm not like I rely on some other guys who are much more uh, think more in that way. Uh, so, but that 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 is a weakness. I, I'm not super administrative, um, but on the other hand, uh, I think my biggest strength is um, I man, I, I love my folks. Um, I, I love I love people. I need to uh, to be with them and to um, yeah, I care deeply for them, even if I don't always know what to do with that. <laughs> you know, perfectly. Uh.
3: Rodney's also really great at helping people move. I've, se- I've seen Rodney lift, lift like 500 pound freezers on wow. his back by himself. So yeah. like, he's really good at loving people. Yeah, it's ba- basic church planning skills, vacuuming
0: floors, plunging toilets, uh, helping people move. Yeah. All yeah. those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what's next? Um, hobby or pastime?
1: Yeah, time? favorite pastime or hobby?
3: Um, man, um, <laughs> I don't even know. Either. I mean, as a dad, I also don't know anymore. Rapid fire. I would say, uh, <laughs> wow. I'd say since having kids, I don't really know what hobbies I have anymore. Um, man, I, I love being outside. That's probably, it. that's it. I love being outside, whether that's running, um, hiking, camping on the water. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I still, I like to, to compete, you know, slow pitch softball, um, is a good one.
2: Like I like playing ball when I can. You actually played in a full pad That's, football game last year. Yeah, that 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 probably wasn't smart.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it was a good time. Yeah. yeah, that ain't slow pitch softball. Things you look back
2: on and go, maybe yeah, not yeah, <laughs> never yeah, again. Yeah, I know. All right, favorite movie.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh,
3: I know what you guys think I'm going to say, uh, but I the, but the absolute truth is, uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King is by far my favorite movie of all time.
0: Yeah. I know you want a simple answer for this, but there's so many different <laughs> kinds of movies, man.
2: I have a real hard time with this on, question. Come on, man, just dude. throw one out there. Yeah. Gosh, y'all are taking this way too seriously. I'm telling you, it's just I'm this
1: is sorry, always dude. the most intense part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's, it's
2: like funny. I, just, I just need some time,
0: man.
1: No, this is rapid fire. You I, have time. All right, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, uh, probably probably Goodwill Hunting. Oh, oh yeah. I it's a that. I that's a classic. That's one yeah, of my one of my favorites. I got a number, but I again, that's like it's like my favorite drama movie, Yeah.
1: Something That's different, different. yeah. Some of different kinds. You like apples? <laughs> I got, I got a, a number. number. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Yeah, <laughs> you guys, awesome. Boston accents oh, uh, are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Hey, back back my anything accent young. always sounds like a southern version of whatever <laughs> oh, I'm trying yeah. to do. How? My right? British accent is worse. To
0: all of us, uh, to all of you guys as Boston listeners, I want to apologize <laughs> on your behalf. <laughs>
1: hey, we're actually open to interview a Sin City guy from Boston coming up at Evangelism <laughs> Conference. So oh we'll gosh. see if he sounds good like better good little hunting. Wow. Oh. Better polish it Yeah. All right. Favorite band or musician?
3: Uh man. It's been with me for a while. I love Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Hey, he's coming to the amp. I'm gonna try and be there.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cool. Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, man.
1: Hands down. Hmm. That's oh, an easy one. City limits the night. Oh man, they they killed Catch it? Yeah,
0: I did absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have. That was Saturday night. Yeah, Pret preached the next late, morning, man. but uh, I stayed kinda up late, to watch Jason. Sermon Pratt there. music yeah, there. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a rabid Austin City Limits oh, yeah. watcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's a long history of awesome music. So, yeah, yeah. Man,
3: yeah. Cool. yeah.
1: All right. This has
2: been fun. This has been really good. Good. Really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, man, thanks for telling your story. Uh, I think this has been yep. an encouragement to a lot of folks on a lot of different levels. Just the... You know the merger. You know replanting, new mm-hmm. life kind of thing to the bivocational conversation. All of that, and uh, so excited, praying that uh, God already you know starts leading you to another spot with another guy, and yeah. and uh, keep on multiplying. Yeah, and so. A- uh,
0: it was a luscious experience. Luscious. <laughs> luscious. Very, very luscious. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sometimes words come out of my mouth, and I'm like, did I just say luscious? I just said luscious. And, uh, I mean, even saying the word luscious it makes, makes it feel me weird. feel weird.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, So I'll always remember that about this day. Yeah. <laughs> so appreciate it. That's seared into my memory. Yeah. That's the in there, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> makes me feel all gooey inside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, going downhill. Wrap it up. All right, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll do this again, maybe never, because uh, this descended into madness quickly. So uh, appreciate you guys, and uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we got great stuff coming up. Um, you know, Neil Cole's coming up. Alan Hirsch is coming up. We got some Sin City guys coming up. We're excited about. Uh, from Wyoming to Boston to Denver to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, real excited about that. And so, keep hanging with us. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on The Grind. Keep grinding.